At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets fall to the Washington Wizards 116 to 107 in preseason game number four, meaning it's another silver linings edition of the HHC. We'll pick our silver linings players and also uh, talk about really the worst news of the game yesterday. That is the injury to LaMelo Ball as well as the injuries at large the Hornets have suffered over the course of this preseason. Helping me on all these topics, he is the lead writer, senior writer, in fact, for Hornets.com, Sam Purley, back with us for another Two Sams edition of the HHC. Sam Purley, thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. And I think this is our first Two Sams edition in a post-game podcast this year, so kicking it off. Over under was three weeks to get to it. We slid in just under the wire. Good to have you here for this one. Wish it was under better circumstances for a win, of course, but most important right now from Hornets fans' perspectives is the injury issues. They're starting to pile up here. There's, of course, a risk anytime you get on the floor that an injury is going to happen, but you have to take that chance. You have to build that chemistry on the court, give young players a chance to work with some of the veterans, see how everyone mixes together. Um, but there is that risk. Most notable injury for the Hornets right now is LaMelo Ball went down with a left ankle sprain in the third quarter. Before we get to some sound from head coach Steve Clifford and some of the other reporting, what have you heard so far with regards to LaMelo Ball? Yeah, I think just about the same as everybody else saw it happen. One of those ones you look at it and just kind of rolls the other way and makes you kind of cringe a little bit. I think we've all kind of done that. Obviously, we're not all, you know, NBA players, but I mean, obviously it looked kind of painful, you know, made the free throws and kind of limped off a little bit. So I think there's an element of, you know, precautionary. It's preseason. There's absolutely no reason to be playing through it. So uh, 
uh, with the regular season opener now eight days away, you just got to, you know, you have plenty of time to rest. I think it's kind of assumed that he's not going to play tomorrow in Philadelphia. I think that's kind of a given. And then got a lot of time to rest and, and kind of get that thing healed for next Wednesday's game in San Antonio. So I think I'm just like with everybody else, keep your fingers crossed and hope for the best. And I think he's going to be OK. You look for the positives. He was able to walk off the floor under his own power. So that that's an initial, obviously, very good sign. He shot the free throws that were a part of the play. Like you said, it'll take some time to see how his ankle reacts over the next 24, 48 hours. The best news, I suppose, from a Hornets fan perspective, you've got over a week until the regular season tips off. So there's a chance, you know, the greatest amount of time possible from this point here uh, for him to recover. After the game, head coach Steve Clifford talked about the injuries, not just for LaMelo, but also Mason Plumley left the game a little early with a left foot sprain. Here's what he had to say about the injury status for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, I think that one thing they're safe in saying is that Mason and Mello won't play in Philly and then be more day-to-day and see how they, you know, see how they progress. So there you have it. Uh, we'll see less of the regulars for the Hornets. does mean more opportunities for some of the young guys, and we'll talk about how they took advantage of those. Over the course of preseason, we did see Gordon Hayward return from a left knee contusion. Most of the word we had gotten on him the entire preseason was if it was a regular season game, likely he would have been out there. So further evidence of that, he looked good in his limited minutes last night for Charlotte. Cody Martin continues to miss time with left knee tendinopathy. From what we've heard, he, a similar type of status, but again, hasn't played yet in the preseason. Kelly Oubre missed last night due to a left calf strain. P.J. Washington missed time due to a right ankle sprain now. Your thoughts just in general, uh, these injuries, again, it's the risk you take anytime you go onto a basketball floor and you want to save all of your injuries for the regular season, I suppose, if you have to have them at all. But at the same time, you need this time in the preseason. It's valuable not just to build chemistry under a new coaching staff, for these stars together, but also see how some of the young guys work with those veteran players to see what they can contribute. Yeah, you see the injury list, and obviously it kind of starts looking a little lengthy now when you have four or five guys on there, and I think it's just kind of the general vibe is a lot of the stuff is precautionary right now. I know you know, you stress chemistry and kind of getting a feel and a rhythm of things too, but uh, these guys have been practicing for, you know, week and a half, two weeks now. They've been practicing the whole summer. A lot of these guys are veterans. Kelly Oubre, Gordon Hayward, Mason Plumley. They've played a lot. They know what they're doing outside on the floor. And I think at this point, it's just naturally smarter. You want to err on the side of caution and you're going to take, you're going to sacrifice maybe a little bit of that time in chemistry with, I just don't want these guys to get hurt. We got way, way, we're way too early in this thing right now to risk any sort of long-term injury. If it's a regular season game, there's a good chance not knowing any specifics, you probably see more of them out on the floor. But right now, I think it's largely precautionary. I think you just got to have these guys ready to go. And if it means not having so much of that chemistry and getting a chance to see more of these younger guys like you were talking about, I think you're going to take that if you're Steve Clifford. I think it does mean it's less likely we'll see much more of the normal rotation players just because you, you can't afford for this to snowball anymore. Uh, it's one thing to have a, a couple of starters out, but given how much of the experience is in one portion of this roster, uh, you can't afford to have too many more guys tripped up 
trying to build that chemistry now. So we'll see what the lineups look like tomorrow in Philadelphia. For now, though, uh, LaMelo Ball will continue to be evaluated on that sprained left ankle. We'll see what news we get over the next couple of days. For sure, we'll be covering it here on the Hornets Hivecast. Coming up next, we'll talk about the game itself. Hornets fell 116-107 to against division rivals, the Washington Wizards. Our takeaways from that game are silver linings. They're coming up around the corner after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. Cataracts made it hard to see clearly. Even movies were blurry. So I went to Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. Now movies are as clear and sharp as they once were. The doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offer cataract surgery using the newest technology and lenses with short recovery times. See like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber, Sam Purley, a two Sam's edition of the Hornets Hivecast here with you. Hornets falling to the Washington Wizards last night, 116 to 107. One game left on the preseason slate. Sam, we spent the first segment talking about the injuries, primarily LaMelo Balls. And, you know, it's interesting when you see on social media, when you talk to fans, preseason or regular season doesn't matter less so in the preseason but it does still happen if a player misses time you just sit them out protect them from injury they don't like that they want to see the players out there they want all the benefits that come from the time on the floor in the preseason wins and losses not as important but all the chemistry that can be built and all the different lineups you can see tried out before the games really do count but the second anyone gets hurt those same people on social media lose their minds. Why was that player not protected? And there is this push and pull, the, the give and take that comes with the benefits of protecting players, know that you're going to get them in the regular season, and the rust that you see when they take the floor or the lack of chemistry they have with teammates or the lack of understanding going into the season. What lineups work? Which ones don't? If you don't try them out in preseason, you really don't have much to work with. So this is an an interesting point in the calendar now where a couple of injuries so far, from what we've heard, nothing major, but some injuries have hit the Hornets. Uh, We'll see what the impact is on the regular season now just over a week away. But certainly that back and forth that, that fans are maybe internally going through right now, we're starting to see some of the wrong end of it hit the Hornets here this preseason. Yeah, and even in this game in particular, the Wizards had their own injuries. Kristaps Porzingis left with an ankle sprain as well. So uh, it's just one of those things. I mean, it's the time of year. Everyone's kind of getting back into a rhythm. And ultimately, you know, every team is going to – you can only control as much as you control. you got to kind of find that lo- fine line between making sure you get enough reps and get enough chemistry, but you're not putting anybody in any position to go out there and play 35 or 40 minutes. That's certainly not what you're looking for in preseason, particularly from uh, your veteran players. And I think, you know, a good example is Gordon Hayward last night you know Gordon Hayward has played one game since I think early February played that one game in Philly I think it was in early April and he played 12 minutes looked good got a few reps up and down the floor saw enough and then that was it and then you just kind of you can control what you can control and if you've got guys that are coming back from injuries you can kind of ease them into things you just got to keep a watchful eye on it you know if you see there's any signs of you know something happening obviously with LaMelo last night and with Mason pull the plug there's no reason to risk further injury in a game that doesn't count and you know you're just going to have to like I said earlier, you're going to have to sacrifice some of that chemistry and that reps to keep a guy healthy because you want him healthy for that San Antonio game and that New Orleans game in the start of the season because that's when it really, really starts to count. So it's just one of those things. You control what you can control and you make the best of situations and there's going to be little bumps in the road as you get ready for the regular season. 
players do understand the value of the preseason. Gordon Hayward made his preseason debut last night in the loss to the Wizards, but he has been chomping at the bit, according to the coaching staff and the training staff, for that matter, trying to get on the floor. They've had to hold him back, and he finally was able to get out there for a few minutes in the first half of last night's game. Terry Rozier, another guy who clearly understands the importance of preseason basketball. I'm just going out there playing ball, man, just to get my win all the way up, getting comfortable for our, you know our first game. I'm not a guy that 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 come here and, and act like the preseason don't matter. It's you know it's just it's it's a way to build habits and stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing slowly, and and it's getting better. My win is getting a lot better. So it's just slowly but surely things gonna come. Terry Rozier on the importance of preseason there. Before we get to silver linings in our last segment, Sam, I want to talk about the totality of this game. We've seen the Hornets slowly but surely build on their performances. I think the first game against Boston was clearly their worst. Second game against Indiana, we saw more positives, mostly from the starters, how they played together. They outscored, outworked for that matter, the Pacers starters in the game against Boston in Greensboro. We saw our best performance yet from Charlotte, and Here last night at Spectrum Center, I thought another positive step forward. This time, not just because the starters, I thought, performed well, but bench players put into the starting rotation, they performed well. Uh, The centers, specifically, all across the board, had good games. I thought we saw the best from James Booknight mixed in with the starters. JT Thor looked good out there. I think all up and down, we saw big steps forward not just from the starters playing by themselves or those normal rotation pieces, but guys, particularly young guys, coming off the bench, mixed in with those players. They fit in seamlessly. They were productive on the floor and helped keep the Hornets close and and in position to really have a chance to win it right into the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I think the preseason games, as you know, I think you gotta you, you got to watch them to kind of really get your takeaways. I don't think you can just look at the final score and say, oh, look, it's another loss. They lost by 11 or 9 or whatever it was. It was yeah, 9. They are getting better. They, there is noticeable progress from every game. You're seeing something a little bit different. You're seeing something improve and get a little bit better. And I thought kind of a slow start last night in this one. I think they were down 16 in the first quarter. Terry hit a late 3 at the end of the first to get it to 13. And then the middle two quarters, they had just four turnovers, really, really balanced play on both sides. You saw a lot of guys step up and play well. Uh, they won the middle two quarters by, I think, 21 points. They entered the fourth down eight, you know, and then the starters stored, slowly started to kind of trickle out a little bit. You got much deeper into the benches, and I think at that point it kind of becomes a toss-up in those final few minutes. I don't think there's a lot you can really, you know, you still want to play well and, and kind of make sure the guys that are there are doing what they're supposed to be doing and going through rotations and everything. But I think for the most part, if you take those first three quarters, I mean, the Hornets played exceptionally well, and if they had kind of, you know, treated this like a regular season game, I think they would have been in position to ultimately win. No question. If it was a regular season, we wouldn't have seen all rookies basically on the floor. I think the final five minutes or so, it was all players who either were playing in college or were playing in the G League last season. Not that those guys aren't extremely talented. They are. They're here for a reason. But that said, when you take all the experience pieces off the board, it makes it more difficult to continue to score. That's the last thing I want to talk about before we get to silver linings. I'm of the opinion that any experience is good experience for these young guys. And the fact that when they're playing together, that they have trouble scoring, I'm not that concerned about it because I look at it and say, this is the lessons you want them to learn. There's not going to be as many opportunities in the regular season because the Hornets are trying to win. They're trying to make the playoffs and they're not going to take time to put in five rookies just to get them some run in the regular season and risk a regular season game. They're going to have to mix in with the regular players. So those opportunities to play together is of value 
Whether or not it's successful experience out there on the court, it's experience. It's something you can take some positives away from. Oh, absolutely. And I think if you're guys like James Booknight and Kai Jones and JT Thor and some of the guys that are on two-way contracts, Bryce McGowan's and, you know, Jalen McCrutcher too, it's like these are guys, these are reps, you know, regardless of when they come, they're very, very valuable. This is how you get better. It doesn't matter if it's at the end of a preseason game, if it's in Philadelphia tomorrow night, if it's in a, you know, a G League game or whatever. I mean, take advantage of your opportunities and take advantage of your reps because at some point during the season, there's going to be another injury or there's going to be another absence or a series of absences in a, in a specific position and you're going to be called upon. You saw that with JT Thor last year and he kind of got thrown into the fire and played well. So you got to be ready when they come and how you get ready is taking advantage of these reps because you might only get a handful of them. You only get a couple shots or a couple rotations or a couple assignments in, in any game like this. So whatever you can get, take advantage of them because you don't know when they're going to come again, but they are going to come again at some point and you need to be ready when they do. Hornets fall to the Washington Wizards 116-107 to 107 when we return. Time to pick out our silver linings selections. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Sam Farber, Sam Purley here with you on the HHC. Time to pick silver linings from last night's loss to the Washington Wizards, 116-107. to 107. Before we pick the players, I'm a big believer in uh, the shot luck and the law of averages, and I'd say biggest silver lining here for the Hornets going 0-4 in preseason. I will gladly exchange losses in the preseason to get some of those wins back come the regular season. I think we've seen when the normal starters, normal rotation players are out there for the Hornets, they have, for the most part, outplayed all of the opponents, with the one exception being the first game against Boston where Charlotte shot terribly. Boston shot excellent from the field, and and that was the story there. But everywhere else, I think the Hornets' main players have outplayed the opposition. The one key area where the Hornets have not performed well has been three-point shooting. Another lackluster game from beyond the arc. They were 5 of 18. That's 27%. If you take Terry Rozier out of the equation, they went 2 for 14. That's 14%. If you take Terry Rozier and JT Thor out of the equation, they were 0 for 8. That's 0%. But the Hornets last season were top 5 or 6 in the NBA in both 3s made total and 3-point percentage. So I'm a big believer in shot luck. I think all these misses mean more makes in the not-too-distant future. I love that. If that's how it's going to take, I think we'll be at uh, – I'm right there with you. We'll gladly exchange. If, if this means you know making missing some shots now and not winning some games now and it means they're going to come down in the regular season, I'm right there with you. I'll sign up for that as well. A lot of positives to take away from this loss, 116-107. to 107. In case you're new to the podcast, we call these our Silver Linings Selections. Sam Purley, you're the guest. You get to go first. Who is your Silver lining selection from last night's Hornets loss? Well, I'm going to go with Nick Richards. I thought he was really, really good, and I think that was one of the best games he's played as an NBA professional, preseason or regular season aside. Did 15 points, 8 rebounds, 5 on the offensive glass, also had a block with just one turnover. It was 5 of 10 from the field, made all 5 of his free throws, too, in just 7 minutes thought he was really really good really physical played both ends contested a lot of shots active on the glass he had another I think in the third quarter maybe fourth quarter two he put 
three or four more shots up on the rim that could have easily rolled in and could have had a 20-point game too. So I think the points, offensive rebounds, and rebounds would have all been career highs had this been a regular season game. Only minor drawback, five personal fouls. Just clean up a little bit more on the defensive end, but overall really, really good game from Nick Richards. He's starting to see what Steve Clifford has been talking about in terms of Richards and how he's prepared himself this past summer. Thor hustles it up the floor, throws the lob into the paint. Nick Richards collects, goes up, lay in. Yes, count it and a foul. Nick Richards having his best game so far this preseason. Couldn't agree with you more, Sam. I thought he looked outstanding. If it were regular season, all the stat categories you talked about, points, rebounds, field goals made, free throws made, they would all have been career highs. Of course, it's preseason, so they don't count in that regard. Five for five from the free throw line, huge. He had been one for six in the free throw department coming into this preseason contest, uh, thus far this preseason. So that's a really positive sign. And I really just love the way all the centers played together. This has been one of the focal points for fans, for the franchise, all throughout the offseason looking for ways to upgrade the group they made a first round selection with Mark Williams and you know he's a young player it's always going to take time to work these young guys into the rotation but what I love about the competition is everyone is pushing themselves competition in camp is not about I need to win and you need to lose it means we're all needing to get better together and eventually whoever's best to be on the floor at any particular time is going to earn the spot but Mason Plumley has been the consummate veteran out there on the floor he does everything right he's setting the example he's working well with the starters he's going to hold down that spot he had a good game with four points and four rebounds and a couple assists and he also was two for two at the free throw line Nick Richards, after seeing Mark Williams have a really positive game on Friday in Greensboro, he responds with his best game of the preseason. And then seeing what Nick Richards did, Mark Williams gets out there on the floor. He's three for three from the floor. He's got six points. He's got three rebounds. He's a plus six in the plus minus. So everyone is going out there. They're individually competing for the spot, but they're all lifting each other up. So great pick there on the silver lining selection of Nick Richards. I'll also throw in the centers collectively in this game combined for 25 points and 15 rebounds. Everyone would love to have one guy who averages those kinds of numbers, but at the end of the day, you want the stats collectively to add up to something like that. And last night against the Wizards, that's what they total up to. Yeah, and to follow up real quick on Mark Williams, I mean, that was really, really good. I only only played 12 minutes, made all his shots. I mean, he had some really, really good defensive sequences. I want to say it was like maybe in the middle of the third quarter, uh, where he guarded Porzingis, who is a very difficult center to guard just with his stretch ability and the way he can shoot and his high release points. He was really, really good. Seeing Mark kind of switch out onto the perimeter a little bit, guard Porzingis, force tough shots, uh, you're starting to see why the team was so excited about drafting him. I think he's progressively gotten a lot better, and you can see he's starting to pick things up. Go look at those defensive sequences he had against Porzingis because really, really good. Just flashes of what he could possibly be. And one last point for me on this, you know, I know on tomorrow's game there's a chance at least that the Hornets could be going up against Joel Embiid, who's considered by many to be the best center in the NBA. Nikola Jokic has his fans too, but he's up there. He's in the conversation. But when you look at last year's stats and, and the roster that's been put together for the Wizards. This is one of the better interior offenses in the NBA. The Wizards were top three or top five all of last season and points in the paint, percentage of points scored in the paint. There's a good group of centers over there. So this is, even though there's not the star power of a Joel Embiid for the Wizards, uh, this is a good group of centers to test yourself against. And I thought the centers for the Hornets passed with flying colors. All that said, my silver linings pick since you took Nick Richards is going to be Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier, five seconds left, four, three, steps to his left, 
Fires for three. Got it. Terry Rozier, yet another Lowe's drilling three-point shot. And that'll be the final points of the first quarter. Rozier ended up leading all scorers with 24 points in this one. He, like everyone wearing teal this preseason, had struggled with his three-point shot relative to his normal averages. Only 25% from beyond the arc in the first three preseason games. I've said it ad nauseum. I have no concerns about the Hornets in general and Terry Rozier in particular shooting the three. Save all those makes for the regular season. Get all those misses out of your system. But at some point, it is nice to see the ball go through the bucket and Terry Rozier, some of those huge lunges to the the side, huck up the three. For me, it'd be hucking it up for him. It's an intentional move, and he executed it very well. Shot extremely well from the field, efficient, positive in the plus-minus. A lot of things to like about what he was doing out there, and he's someone, I don't think on every night the way this team is constructed, they're going to look to him and say, hey, score 25 points and bail us out, but there's going to be a lot of nights where they want 25 and need 25 out of Terry Rozier, if not more, and he just put on a great shooting display. Last time I'll say it, I wasn't worried about it. If they don't play him at all in the last preseason game tomorrow, I'm not going to be concerned whatsoever. But it's good to see him put that on tape, put that example out there, and give the Hornets something to build on. Yeah, for sure. I think he got off to a hot start. I want to say he had 13 points in the first quarter. He hit a couple nice corner threes. I think Mason kind of had some uh, interior defense kind of collapse around him a little bit. He found Terry in the when it was the left corner a couple times in the first quarter, too. So uh, really good for Terry to see. I mean, again, for only 25 minutes, 24 points, that's a pretty, you know, he would normally play more minutes in a regular season game and probably be up closer to 30 in the scoring. So like you said, it, it, you know, it, it's not a huge deal if, you know, shots aren't necessarily falling in preseason, but not necessarily going to complain if a complain of a guy has kind of found his rhythm at this point too and especially for Terry who I think had a couple ankle sprains of his own in the preseason last year didn't really find that rhythm took a little bit into the season to get it it's good to see that he's uh seems to be you know ready to go come next Wednesday night you were right to say Terry Rozier did not end the preseason last year on the floor he had that ankle injury that ended up costing him the first couple of games of the regular season as well the final preseason game is tomorrow against Philadelphia on the road uh, you might recall, I know I do, last season, the final preseason game was against the Dallas Mavericks. Hornets lost that one 127-59. to LaMelo Ball only played 11 minutes in that game. There was no Terry Rozier, no Kelly Oubre, no Gordon Hayward. There's a, a decent chance we're not going to see a lot of the regulars. Whatever the score might be tomorrow against Philadelphia, based off last season, hoping that past his prologue, I'm not going to be concerned whatever the score is. I hope they keep it within 70, but your thoughts on what's going to be tomorrow since Rob Longo will be back with me on the HHC for that preview edition. Yeah, hopefully it's not like that Dallas game in the last preseason too, but I think if I can recall, a lot of those guys too were held out for precautionary reasons for injury. Obviously 70 points is, or close to 70 points is kind of getting away from you a little bit, so Hornets still went on to have their best season in a number of years too, so just goes to show you the preseason be kind of funny. You have teams that go undefeated and then don't do so well and teams that go winless and it doesn't really affect them in the regular season too. It's all about what you can get with sort of the quality of minutes you put into the 48 minute game too so hopefully the Hornets can come out and play well and, and you know get some momentum going get some rest for the injured guys and that need it and uh, be ready to go come next Wednesday night my biggest hope for the preseason finale I hope some of the young guys have really strong closeouts to the preseason some of them are going to factor into the rotation some of them are going to spend some time at Greensboro all of them will be asked to do something for this team at some point in the season that's just the nature of the game so hopefully they can put some positive tape out there for themselves moving in to the regular season. We will have our preview of tomorrow's preseason finale for you. Rob Longo will be back with me on that edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And
we look forward to talking to you then. For now, Sam Perley, thanks as always for joining us here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Most of all, thanks to all of you for tuning in. For our producer, Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.